Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Quartet Sign Off Podcast once again. I'm Josh Shevinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. Lots to talk about this week. Obviously, we took last week off. No real news, no real fights, nothing really going on. But we are back once again. UC Vegas 46 going down Saturday night. We're going to talk about some MMA news. Cap it off with some NFL talk. Obviously, we do that rarely on the show, but playoffs coming up. Just go ahead and talk about that as well. Before we get into all that and more... Just want to go ahead and quickly remind people, RogueEnergy.com, amazing website for everything in the world of energy. Uh, obviously, you can go ahead and if you want 10% off your order, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all energy. Me and Abe's going to test. We wouldn't promote it if it was not good. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been a great sponsor of the show for a very long time. And just make sure to use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. That's 10% off. So... As always, shout out to the guys at Rogue Energy. This Saturday night, though, from the UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada, so glad to be saying those words after the long hiatus. MMA is back, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, indeed. UC Vegas 46 <laughs> on January 15th. The main event, a featherweight banger. All right. Calvin Cater taking on Giga Chikazi. Calvin obviously took a year off. Uh, damn near, it's going to be a full, almost a full year, almost to the day, actually. Last time he fought was January 16th, 2021. He'll be fighting on the 15th. Obviously, he got brutalized by Max Holly. One of the most one-sided fights of all time, partially why he took a year off. And he's taking on Giga. Giga, obviously, on a tremendous run right now. He's in the title conversation, which we'll talk about the title later on. But he is on a, I believe, an eight-fight winning streak. Uh, obviously, he, he's been taking out a couple of legends recently, defeated Cub Swanson via TKO, defeated Barboza via TKO. Uh, the Barboza fight was the first main event of his career as well. Look, man, this is a great fight. Um, obviously, this is the first time back for MMA for, for a couple of weeks. What do you think about this featherweight banger on Saturday? I mean, just in and of itself, dude, I mean, it's, it's fucking exciting. Um, you know, I, I think the, the one issue maybe some people would have with it is, is it the right matchup with Calvin at this time? Is this the guy who should be fighting? You know, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, uh, at least for me, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I don't disagree with it either. You know, I felt, but at the same time, with the people who are available at the time and, you know, with who's fought recently, you know, this is probably the best option he had. So it makes sense, but at the same time, I do understand those feelings from the people who maybe aren't fully, like, agreeing with this fight. Maybe they, they, they thought he should have had someone a little lower level outside of the top 10. Um, I don't, I don't know. Do you share any of those feelings, or have you heard anything like that as well? You know, I have heard some stuff along those lines. Um, I know some people wanted Calvin to take even more time, like take more time off, is what I've heard. Uh-huh. Um, not within his camp, just like fans and stuff. But um, yeah, I get that criticism. I honestly do because whenever you have a beating like that, I honestly thought like a good guy for him because he is fighting down. Giga is only ranked number eight, uh, but he's also on an insane run right now. Mm-hmm. I thought a good fight would obviously had been potentially a Shane Burgos rematch, maybe Alex Caceres, somebody on the lower end of the top 15. But uh, this is what we're getting, and it's going to be a fun fight. That I'm not really worried about. But, yeah, I mean, to go from taking arguably the worst beating of all time to turn right around and have to fight an absolute killer in Giga, it is, uh, 
I would have liked to see him get a bit of a warm-up, but, you know, UC generally hates doing that sort of thing. But, you know, I guess it makes sense for I – mean, it makes sense for Calvin because he wants to get back into the title conversation. And Giga for him, you know, if he wins this, he's arguably next in line. Obviously, the title's having a bit of a weird thing going on right now with Max Holloway having stepped out of his title fight against Volkanovski. Uh, now Korean Zombie in. We'll talk about that later on. But, yeah, you know, if Giga, he wins this one, he might get uh, into the title conversation, maybe get a shot next. And uh, speaking of which, do you think he gets it done? Or do you think Calvin Cater pulls off the upset? From what I've seen, most people tend to think this is kind of a, a Giga showcase, for lack of a better term. I mean, I don't think it, uh, I mean, it could be, right? It could become that, right? Depending how, uh, what he, what he presents and what he does on the night of. I don't think that'll be the case. I think Calvin would actually give him a pretty good fight, man. I mean, you know, he's capable of taking it to the ground. But I don't think he'll be going down there. It's not like that's his thing. And, you know, him up top is pretty fucking brutal, dude. I mean, when, if he knocks someone down and he gets above him, dude, his ground and pound is pretty fucking solid, dude. Like, you, I mean, it's not the first thing that comes to mind, but if you go back and watch some of those knockdowns he has, dude, I mean, when Jeremy Stevens went down, dude, he went down there so quick against Jeremy Stevens and started laying down on him, dude, you know? So if for some reason he's able to get, you know, Giga down or he ends up on the ground because of a knockdown and he's above Giga, dude, he's going to lay waste to him, and I think that could be dangerous. I think in the boxing range, I think Giga could have some trouble because, you know, in that really short range right there, foot to foot, dude, those elbows coming in, and you saw that fucking elbow put out a... Was it Jeremy Stevens last time out? Well, that wouldn't be last time out, but, you know, when they fought. Uh, yeah, when they fought back in uh, May 2020. Yes, correct. You know, I wonder how that'll be and how he'll react to that. You know, if he's if he's not able to find his range and not able to stay at a distance, you know, is he going to be able to set up his kicks? And along with that, I wonder how, you know, for, for Calvin, it's gonna be, how is he going to be able, how is he gonna deal with the kicks? You know, are the kicks going to be effective? Is he going to be able to get out of the – is he ever going to be in danger of them? You know, is he going to get caught? Is he going to hide his punch as well? With his, is he gonna hide his kicks well with his punches, or his punches good with his kicks? You know, vice versa. Like that. There's a lot of things that I'm curious to see what happens. I think he will be able to. I think he'll be able to establish things very well. I think he'll be able to find his range easily, quickly on. I feel like a guy who's tight like that will just make it easier for a guy who's a kickboxer like Giga. And you know, let's be honest, dude. With Giga, you get what he. You know, what's the word? I'm trying to think of it. What you see is what you get with him. Yeah. yeah. That that's the proper word. So you know. And, you know, we're not going to expect him to take it down to the ground and chase submissions. But we saw that in some Barbosa fight, man. Once it ended up on the ground for a second there, he was chasing some submissions, which showed some growth in his in his game. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I, like I said before, the, you know, when we were talking a little bit in the pre-show, uh, you know, me, a.k.a. the green room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I run up the fact that, you know, he was fighting, like, guys like me, dude, guys with no fucking records, you know what I mean? <laughs> guys who had, like, no wins. No, I think he beat a guy who was, like, 1-10 in 10 at one point, you know what I mean? But now he's finally beat guys who can hit back, guys who are fucking legends, like you said. And I, I'm I'm on the Giga train, man. I think he's going to do it. I really don't think he's overrated. Do I think he lacks some things? Yes, I think he's not a complete fighter yet, and he's going to have some challenges once he gets to the, you know, guys who are well-rounded, who can strike, who can wrestle, who can grapple, you know. Uh, but I think right now against Calvin Cater, I think he's going to get it done, man. Yeah, fair enough, man. I can say you did your research. Proud of you. Um, yeah, man, this is a this is gonna be an interesting fight. Um, I will say this much though: this is a fight that I think is a terrible matchup for Calvin Cater. Um, especially John, because like for, we mentioned, like in terms of him coming back and finding a lower ranked guy, I think he would have been fine had he been depending on who he was fighting. I think like Giga, this is gonna be a Santa fight. Now, can Giga take it to the mat potentially? I think he, like you mentioned, he's shown he's shown growth in his game. Um, a lot of Calvin has that sort of boxing base, which has its advantages and disadvantages. One of those disadvantages with that high guard 
dude, guys attack the body all day, especially with kicks. Max did it a lot. Max, you know, he's not known to be that much of a kicker. I mean, he, he, he's shown some flash kicks every once in a while, but he was digging to the body in that Calvin fight with spinning back kicks and a bunch of different shit. And that's kind of Giga's thing, man. The Giga kick is literally a thing that he has. Like, that's <laughs> the Giga kick. <laughs> the Giga kick. That's what he calls it when he kick, like the, like yeah, that yeah. little side kick to the body that he does. Um, yeah, but I think it's a really bad matchup for Calvin. I really do. Um, I think he's giving him some problems early. I, I do think, I think Giga is, is somewhat hittable. And I think that he's going to give him some problems early. However, Calvin does not deal well with pressure. And he also does not deal well with, honestly, kicks to the body. Kind of people going to the body because he has such that high guard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Giga. In what capacity? I have no clue. Uh, I can absolutely see Calvin pulling off an upset just because he's got, I mean, look, man, Max no-sold a lot of Calvin's punches because he has arguably the greatest chin of all time. But Max still had to take some bombs in that fight. I feel like we're going to learn a lot about Giga's chin. We're going to learn a lot about what he's made of. Because as much as I like guys like Barboza, you know, I thought that was a really bad matchup for him. And I also thought that, like, the Cubs Swanson fight, I thought would have been a really good test. And then, you know, I'm not saying, like, it's his fault, but he took him out in 30 seconds because of a kick to the liver. So, I mean, um, that's, that's pretty fucking impressive, though. It is impressive as fuck, but we're also, like, I feel like we would have learned a lot more had that fight had a little bit more to go on. Yeah, no, you're not so wrong. I feel, I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about Giga in this fight. I'm going to take, power. I'm going to go ahead and take him to get the win. Um, potentially, he will be getting a title shot next if he does get it done, but don't count your eggs before they hatch because Giga's been talking all week about getting a title shot, but I feel like he's, he might be overlooking Calvin a little bit. I feel like a lot of people are. Um, but then again, we'll have to see on Saturday night. Um, this card's been taking a lot of hits, uh, in terms of like pullouts, in terms of injuries, COVID stuff, uh, as always. Um, and as a result, uh, we have a new co-main event, that being Caitlin Shukagin taking on Jennifer Maya, uh, two top flyweights. Um, neither one, very close to a title shot at all, partially because they've both been mauled by Valentina Chichenko, but there still is a matchup of two top five, um, flyweights, both of them coming off a couple of wins. Uh, here's a fun fact about Caitlin Shukagin, if she gets the win here, but um, it's not a finish. She will have the most wins in UFC history without a single finish. So, wait, um, yeah, she. I believe this would be win number 10, I believe. Oh, if wait, she gets... a, a female and male? Correct. Wow. So, potentially making history in the co-main events. Uh, do you think she gets it done on Saturday? I think she does. You know, they have history, but I think these are two fighters who haven't fully evolved. You know, they haven't evolved since the last time they fought. You know what I mean? So I don't think you're going to see a lot of change. Usually when, when fighters, uh, fight a second at a time and then it's a few years later, you know, they usually change, maybe evolve their game, grown. I think with them, we're not going to see any of that. We're not, there's not going to be any growth with them. There's not going to be any sort of evolution with them. And it's going to be, I think, relatively kind of a similar fight. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Maya sometimes doesn't have that full output that I kind of wish she had. Like just a little bit more on the gas. And I feel like she, she'd seal some more out. So I, I think we're going to have another Kate Kagan win here. I think she's going to be 2 0 against Jennifer Maya. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with the output thing on Jennifer Maya. Because Jennifer Maya is, she's interesting, and I like a lot of her grappling. And I thought, I still think that to date, she probably gave Chevchenko her, her best fight. I mean, that doesn't mean a whole lot, 
But no. a couple of those rounds there, man, she was getting takedown. She's making her work, which is something that you can't really say about most Shevchenko opponents. Um, but I do think that Shukagian is a bad matchup for Jennifer Maya. She's pretty good takedown defense. She's competent on the ground. Um, she has a relatively high output now. She doesn't put a lot of her, put a lot on her punches. She kind of just throws a lot of feints, throws a lot of kicks. Um, she doesn't sit down on anything, which is part of why she's never gotten a finish in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that she's going to be able to go ahead and take this one probably just on output. I don't think Jennifer Maya is going to be able to get her down. Um, so yeah, man, I'm going to go and take Caitlin Shukagian to get the win in the co-main, move up the rankings. Um, and she's been quietly putting it like, you don't think about it, Caitlin Shukagian, man quietly putting together a nice little UFC run, which I don't think anybody would have imagined uh, whenever, you know, a couple of years back. But she's, like, cleanly, like, the number maybe behind Andrade, like, the clean number two in that division. Like, mm-hmm. she's she's turned around, like, she's she's at the gate. She's the gatekeeper for, for, like, the top top of the division. She's turned away quite a few people. I think she does the same Jennifer Maya once again on Saturday. Um yeah, this card's taking a couple of hits, but outside of the main and the co-main, what are some of those undercard fights that you're looking forward to on Saturday? I mean, we we got to highlight it, man. Brandon Royball versus Ro, is it Rogerio Bontran? I think that was pretty solid. You got to give me. I that. think that's pretty solid. I mean, I mean that that's a fucking Brandon Royval's an exciting guy, dude. I mean, he's he's had one of the toughest <laughs> uh, starts in his UFC career, man. You got to give him credit, dude, for being a guy who's came into UFC nine and four, first fight. Tim Elliott, second fight, Kai Carl Friends, submits him. Third fight, Brandon Moreno, followed by Alexander Pantoja. I mean, that's pretty fucking insane, dude. He's as tough as he gets. And by the way, every single one of those fights has been an absolute banger. Every yes. single one. Even the ones he lost. Like, yeah. it's, it's shitty, but even the ones he lost. Two of his four fights were fight of the night. So, yeah. and I honestly, in that, that Moreno fight, he went one round, even then I think he could give it a good case of being fight of the night. <laughs> Straight up, that was such a fun fight, and it, and it had such a shitty ending too, which is so sad, man. You wonder what would have happened if, if the stroller wouldn't have popped out. Dude, it was a really devastating moment. But hey, man, someone else ended up being on that end of it, and you, we, you know, Brandon Moreno's in that position now because of that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, entirely, entirely. Um, it's going to be a very, very fun fight. Uh, I like Roy Val a lot. Now, I would have never expected him coming to the UFC and being as good as he was because. Look, man, he had a bit of a rough time on the uh, on the regional scene in LFA. He got signed at the UFC with like a ten and four record, I believe. Um, yeah, man, but he's he's really turned his career around to being a top five guy that I honestly would never never would have expected. Tough matchup though, very very tough matchup. Uh, Rodrigo Bontarian, very very good fighter. Now, if he can get his weight under control, I feel like he'd be a lot better. Uh, he's fucking. He's a he's a. Yeah, I mean, they're both big he's, dudes, dude. He's, he's a big boy, uh, but I don't believe Roy Val's missed, I don't think. No, Rebel is 5'9", though. Yeah, yeah that's true. He could, um, he, could, he could fight at featherweight. <laughs> like, he's he's really totally good. good. He is a friend. Um, but yeah, man, overall, it's going to be a banger of a fight. Outside of that one? I mean... I mean, it kind of slows down, man, but, you know, Chase Sherman, I think he's in kind of a desperate need of a win right now against Jake I, I saw an interview where he said that he knows this is the last shot. I mean... So. Into, and, and let's be honest, Josh, he can lose to Jake. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect Jake Collier, but he, he could. That's not the kind of guy he should lose to, though. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I like Chase. Not gonna lie, though, the Parker Porter loss was pretty bad, in my opinion. Oh no, I agree. I like Chase Sherman a lot as a person, um, but I think like he, you know, I had a lot of high hopes for him a, a while back. Uh, what are you got? His first UFC tenure, I guess I should say. Once he was racking up a couple of those, a couple of those wins. Um, 
Yeah, I've since kind of realized, like, he is he is where he is. He's a fun guy. He's got some nice leg kicks. He's not going to break the top 15, and I could totally see him losing to Jay Collier, honestly. Um, which is disappointing. It, I it hope, really yeah, is. I, it's not going to happen, though. <laughs> it could. It's not going I mean, it's, it's disappointing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay. Um, anyways, so, I mean, uh, an underrated one, Bill Algeo. Opening up the main card, this guy's had a couple of bangers in his in his uh, small UFC run so far. Um, so that one should be fun. Court McGee, dude, it is Court McGee still being in the UFC is so weird to me. Like I, I never really think about it, but whenever you whenever you think of like long tenured guys, Court McGee never really he's not that guy that you think of. Uh, okay. But he's going on year twelve, year twelve what? in the UFC. So fucking uh, very surprising. Um, yeah, man. I mean, outside of that, I mean, I like Brian Kelleher coming back, but that's just, that's essentially it. I mean, we have Charles Rosa like stepping in on short notice too. I went to oh, I forgot. yeah, Charles Rosa just signed a UFC contract. He's stepping in to fight TJ Brown. TJ Brown on short notice, fighting a lightweight. So, yep. yeah, man, Charles Rosa is an absolute banger. Like he mm-hmm. he generally puts in fun fights. He's had a couple of fight of the nights. His last fight against Damon Jackson was pretty damn entertaining. I'm surprised he didn't stop that one because Damon Jackson legitimately looks like he lost, like, a couple of pints of blood, but uh, they let it go. But, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, that. Just That's just a quick rundown of that card. It, it's it's a fight night. It's the first one to get back to kind of edge us into mm-hmm. the pay-per-view, which is next week, which is very, very exciting. Friends and gone, Cyril gone. Uh, that's going to be a phenomenal pay-per-view, but we are going to be talking about a little bit of MMA news, a little bit of UFC news, and there's no bigger news that got announced. There was a, there was a couple of stuff that came out this week, obviously. There's nothing bigger than UFC 272. Originally, UFC announced a couple of title fights for this one. Obviously, the Max Holloway-Alexander Volkanovsky trilogy, as well as Aljamain Sterling defending his title against Piotr Jan in a rematch as well. However... After a little bit of issues with that first fight, obviously Max Holly pulled out. Apparently there was some sort of vaccine issue with the Peter Jan Aljamain Sterling fight. Uh, yeah, go figure. Um, UFC had to improvise. They moved. They had to move those fights to a different venue. They moved moved it on to UFC 273 in April. But that March card needed a main event, and there was no bigger main event the UFC could do than making Jorge Masvidal taking on Colby Covington in the Battle of Miami, which for some reason is taking place in Las Vegas. Um, dude, huge fight. I really didn't think they were going to book it. Give me your early impressions on this welterweight fight going down in March. Obviously, we're not going to preview it, but, dude, uh, fucking banger. I mean, I've I've said it for, like, the last year now, dude. I mean, this is the fight to make. I'm, even before that, I think when we find out about Tough uh, in 2020, right? I think I might even mention, like, it should be Masvidal versus Colby. Yeah, correct. A season of that would have been fucking amazing. And I mean, I still feel like it's a missed opportunity because they said they want to bring Tough back again. And honestly, I don't know who they do it with besides those guys. And I thought they would have fucking killed it, dude. The fucking banter back and forth. But I guess Colby couldn't stay in character for that many episodes. So they decided to go this route. Yeah, man, they did. And I... I think it is a bit of a missed opportunity, but I also think this is the only way the UFC is going to agree to this fight happening. Because you know these two are getting paid out the ass to make this oh, fight these, happen. I mean, they're going to get mad money, and I mean, if the co-main is to come true, I mean, it's going to be crazy. Of course, and speaking of the co-main, this one is not confirmed, but sources tell 
um, they, they tell the Quartzite Sign of Podcast that Nate Diaz versus Desaporte will be happening for this card. It is yet it has been verbally agreed. I don't know if contracts have been signed, but it's looking like it's going to happen, man. Um, that's another fight I also do not believe is going to happen. It seemed like it there for a bit, didn't it? Yeah, and uh, it is, man. It, it's it's going to happen seemingly. Um, so what are your what are your early thoughts on that one as well? I mean, it's a fun matchup. I mean, like I, I think at this point, Dustin is just chasing you know kind of money shit, man. I mean, he missed out on the title again, sadly. And I, I understand that, man, you know, uh, he's made a lot of money from that Connor fight. He's going to make a lot of money from this Diaz fight. And, yeah, man, I mean, the, the only, like I tell you, I think the only missed opportunity here, was, it wasn't in Florida, man. I feel like this card should have been in Florida, not in Vegas. So, I mean, it's going to kill it in Vegas, but I think with those guys from Florida on the, who were going to be headlining the card, I mean, they they would have fucking had Florida fucking bopping, dude. Yeah, dude, I mean, that, that's what I said. It's the Battle of Miami happening in Las Vegas. Like, you, know, you, you know how they wanted to do, you know how Cubs Swanson said, yo, Uriah, he called that Uriah, let's, let's do the King of Cali fight. This could have been the King of Florida fight. Yeah, man. And by the way, that's a fight that I want to see happen so badly, dude. WEC never die. <laughs> WEC never die. They're supposed to fight back in like, I, didn't Uriah say they're supposed to fight in like 2004 or something? Yeah, for like $1,000. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> such a big, and by the actually, way. Actually, Cubs wasn't even going to make $1,000. they are going to pay him like 300 I think. Yeah, that sounds all right, dude. Uriah Faber. He's in that weird place where he's, like, retired but not retired, and he's like, you know what? If this is a fun fight, I'll fucking do it. And I'm like, I respect that, bro. That's, I really respect that. That's how it should that. be, dude. That's how it should be for these older guys. If they, they see opportunities like that, that's what they should do. And I, I and it's also another older guy, and it's perfectly fine. I think this is a scenario with these guys who are not, like, in their primes anymore but are really are big-time legends and still want to uh, still want to compete. This is the kind of shit they need to do. And, and by the way, let me go ahead and say something, too. In case anybody's wondering, um, I have no clue. If, if if Nate has re-signed at the UFC. I just know this fight is apparently going to be happening at UFC 272. Yes. That's what I've heard. Um, I have no clue if he's re-signed his deal. I know they have the reason to... I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to figure out right now. I'm guessing yeah. that's what they're trying to figure out. That's why it hasn't been made official, but it's a big fucking rumor. And, I mean, if it's true, I mean, Josh, he's really going to go box fucking Jake Paul or someone. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he will. Uh, just because I'm assuming the only way the UFC would have done this fight is if they were, you know... If he, if he was resigning, you know, I guess. Um, because they wanted to make that Connor fight, but also Connor needed more time. And, you know, they had an extension because Nate kept on declining fights. And whenever you keep on declining fights, there's an extension that goes on with your contract uh, time wise. I mean, not fight wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know anything about his contract right now. I just know that apparently they're going to make this fight. And I'm assuming they're getting close to doing some sort of an extension for maybe a couple more fights. But we'll see what happens there, dude. I mean, the UFC 272 is an absolute banger of an event. But so is UFC 273. Uh, we mentioned a minute ago those, those couple of title fights got moved. And speaking of getting moved, obviously Max Holloway pulled out. So now moving into his position is the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung. Apparently, you know, he, he's won three of his last four. He was in the title conversation whenever he fought Brian Ortega, but he couldn't get that one done. Picked up a win over Dan Ige last year. Now he's stepping in a short notice to fight the champ, Alexander Volkanovsky. Dude, this is, I know that this is not the popular matchup. In fact, I've seen a lot of fan backlash to this fight online. People wanted to be, uh, Triple C. They wanted to see it be Giga Chikaze. They wanted to see it be Ryan Rodriguez. Um, you know, they want to see it happen, uh, see a lot of other people step in. What do you personally feel about this matchup? I mean, look, it'll be fun. I just wanted to see C4. You know, I felt like if they were ever going to let a guy become try to become triple champ or they want to do some crazy shit like that, I felt like Henry would have been the perfect guy. 
And I mean, his story is just fucking amazing, dude. His legacy would be insane. If he were to win that, he'd probably be the greatest combat athlete of all time, undisputedly. I'll just say, yeah, it. I, I think you can make a very good case. Yeah. I mean, gold Olympian, three to three weight division mm-hmm. champ, beat three champs at a different weight class. I mean, no one even comes close to that, dude. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, if he would have um, done it, right? Obviously it didn't happen, but, uh, and plus that Volk would have been an ideal matchup height wise and size wise. For Henry, exactly. That he said that he wanted to fight Max like a couple of years. Yeah, ago, that that. Wanted, but I was that like, dude, that's a terrible match. That, that's a terrible match. <laughs> but Volk is the only dude. And Volk's going to be quite a bit bigger than him, but it's the only time he's going to have anybody even close. Yeah, it's like a, I think it would have been like a two to three inch difference, which honestly exactly. you fought guys that high difference before. Exactly. Now, granted, in terms of weight, Volk is built like a brick shit house, dude. Like he's so much bigger than Henry Sudo. I mean, that's what happens when you height. do the sauce and you're on and you play rugby. And I was kidding. No, I don't think he was on the sauce. He was just a fat guy when he played rugby. I mean, yeah, the, you're just husky when you're playing rugby. You're right. I yeah, exactly. Saying, but, yeah, man, it's going to be, uh, honestly, did I want to see C4 happen? Yes. I think they should have given him the opportunity. I mean, everybody was down for C4 in the MMA community, dude. I know. And it seemed like a perfect time, too, because, like, you know, they didn't want to give Henry the shot because, like, you know, he retired and that was just a money play. And they don't like that shit. They really don't like that shit. Um, um, Uncle Dana wasn't having it, but I'm like, Uncle Dana, why? Exactly. Uncle Dana, why? You know, I, I get why they didn't do and plus, it. And because... if he were to lose, I feel like for the UFC, he'd be like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure yeah, be they'd big. be done with Henry. Yeah, they'd and they like, clearly oh. don't have a good relationship with him, so. Yes. Yeah, so um, it would have been a good way to end terms. Exactly. But I guess not. I guess they just don't want to take the risk of him pulling a GSP. Check. You know, pulling a GSP, getting the title, and then retiring. Because it, it kind of devalues the division. I get why. Um... You know, it is disappointing, though. That being said, I am disappointed, but if there was a second option I wanted to see, it was the Korean Zombie. Not because I think this fight would be very competitive. I think if this is Korean Zombie's healthy, I think it'd be pretty fun. Uh, the issue is, though, is that apparently he's had a fucked up shoulder. Uh, years yeah. ago, when he fought Jose Aldo, he fucked up his shoulder, and he had to, obviously, part of the reason why he went into uh, the military after that fight uh, was because he needed to get surgery done, and he needed a long time to recover. That's why it took four years off, is he needed to recover that shoulder. He fucked up a shoulder again in the Ige fight, and he said that he probably wasn't going to fight for a while um, because of a result of him fucking up his shoulder. But you know what? He was like, you know what? I'm going to put that on hold. This may be my last title chance. I'm like 35, 30. I don't, I don't know how old Zombie is. I think he's 36. Um, so, yeah, man, and he just he's taking the chance. He's taking the gamble. If Zombie was healthy, I'd be way more interested in this fight. But I'm still happy to see one of the one of the OGs of the game, you know, getting a title shot. I honestly thought he deserved it after he beat the shit out of Frankie in in Korea. Um, he said they had him fight Ortega, and that everything happened that it did happen. But yeah, man, I'm happy to see it. And uh, obviously, it's going to line up great with Aljamain Beyond Two going down. Uh, this is going to be a pretty fun pay per view. I mean, it's not going to do it's not going to do anything like UC 272 numbers on pay per view. Uh, but in terms of fights, man. Just strict fights. I mean, we didn't even get into the numbers you thought that could potentially make. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But, I mean, let's go back real quick. EC272. Do you think, because we were talking about this in the pre-show, uh, that's obviously the Masvidal, Covington, and then obviously Poirier, Diaz. Do you think that does the largest numbers for a non-Connor pay-per-view? Obviously, UC100 has the record at 1.6 million. I think... It could get close, and if not, it'll be one one of the top ones that isn't with McGregor. And if not, I think it could break one of the ones, one of the like the Cerrone McGregor one potentially, and stuff like that. The lower McGregor ones potentially. 
It has the potential to. Whether or not it happens is a different story. But I think if they appropriately put some names on there, maybe throw a guy like Sean O'Malley in there who has a big following, you know, some other guys like that. I think they they could they could set up something pretty saucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. Uh, I think it could break it, and I know that's gonna sound pretty crazy to a lot of people because you know both these guys coming off losses. Uh, this is essentially just a fight to be come on, no, a bitch. No, I mean, um, no, one, but, no one gives a fuck, dude. I know, I know, I know. They don't give a fuck, but casuals don't um, give a fuck. This is a fight that, like, if it's promoted well, if they if they treat it like the fight that it is, if they give them all the press conferences. If they do everything correctly, combined with a Diaz Poirier who got heat, you know, those two don't like each other, this shit could do 1.6. I could see it happening. Kamaru versus Jorge did 1.3. Oh, shit. I didn't know yeah, that. The first, the first fight. The second fight only did, like... But, I mean, the first fight was bad, though, so this time the, around... Yeah, second time it did, it did like, 800,000, but that's because the first fight was fucking terrible. Okay, like, this with Nate, though? That actually gives me hella hope now that you say that. Yeah, and these two got a massive rivalry. And here's the thing, dude. Colby has never shown to be a draw. Um, he's never shown to ever be. In fact, Colby has like some of the lowest rated. Whenever he's like, I believe his his fight against Robbie, I think, um, was the lowest rated ESPN uh, UFC show of all time. How, how was he, it though against Kamaru though? I know it wasn't because of him. Uh, first time I think they did okay on pay per view. Second time out, I don't know the numbers. Okay. So I, I I don't have any. Idea I mean, I, th- I, th- I think there's potential though. I think there's great potential here. Now you apparently that. you okay. So UC two sixty eight is seven hundred thousand a pay per view. Okay, that and second time with Jorge was eight hundred. So yeah, no, there's yeah. something there. There's something there to look forward to. So there in, in but here's the thing, dude. While a lot of Colby's fan base, like, I'm not sure how they're gonna do on buying pay per view because this is gonna be his first real time being like kind of the A side on pay per view. I, I I probably actually Jorge, but regardless, these two. A lot of times, casuals won't sell out money to watch these guys fight when it's like, oh, you know, I like Jorge, but I don't really know about the other guy. Or I like Colby, but I don't know about the other guy. If you know them, you know the other motherfucker. Like, you know mm-hmm. like you know who both these guys are. That's why I can see Is this the guy who was holding Jorge in the back when he was cutting down to 155? He's like, come on, bro, don't give up. You got one more pound to go. You know? He was exactly. that guy. And then, and but now he's also, the guy who's telling him, fuck you, this, this, and that. Yep. Call him street Jesus and shit. I mean, there's something here, man. Exactly. And then you also add in the fact. God, that, I'd love to see know. a clip of that dude in the fucking lead up. You know how they do those hype videos? Yeah. The UFC does, and it's like Jorge and him in the back, and him cutting weight, and him talking to him, and them being cool. And it's like, the, you know how Jorge has that YouTube series? What is it called? Oh, I can't think of it. You I know, he has. It. You know, you, or it's, it's a game brand, or whatever the fuck it's called. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, though, on his YouTube, where he fucking, like, documents all him leading up to fights and, like, clips of that shit, them being cool and hanging out at their apartment and cooking for some Brazilian chicks they just met. <laughs> you know, shit like that, dude. Like, yeah. it's, it's gonna be so fucking good, dude. I mean, I'm so fuck, I mean, dude, I, I, I think the last time I've been this hype for a pay per view had it in the Connor pay per view. That and the Izzy Jan Blachowicz. Yeah, man, I am extremely, extremely hyped for this. Um, I think it's going to be – and here's the thing. I'm actually going to go ahead and say it. A lot of people – Colby is a massive, massive favorite. I believe he's already a three- or four-to-one favorite. I mean, he should be a favorite. I'm not going to – He Oh, he should actually be a favorite. But I think that's kind of – that's, like, low-key crazy that he's that big of a favorite. Um, I mean, just to me personally. No, I get it. I get it. Um, just Because, like, dude, people forget how good Jorge Masvidal is, man. And especially people think that Jorge can't wrestle or anything. There's almost, a reason why that fight, that first forgot. fight – they, they must have forgot. He, there's a reason why that first fight with Usman was so terrible because he couldn't take Jorge down. Yeah, so they were wall installing. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't take him down. Um, and Kamal was a whole lot better of a wrestler than, than Colby. 
And I think, like, if this fight stays on the feet, dude, Jorge has a damn good chance of winning. He really does. His gas has also shown to be better over the years. Um, it's it's going to be a very, very good fight, very close fight as well. Then you They're add trading in, partners. They're all trading partners. They know, they know each other so well, too. And people, like, have looked and, back at, like, training footage, like, oh, bro, you know, Colby's fucking him up in this video from, like, 2015. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> Like, dude, he care. was fucking him up back when he was at Strike Force. <laughs> yeah, dude, look, bro, what, what, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, guys, he's your fucking head. Like, well, come on, an edited clip. Yeah, Colby is totally never shown to like lie about anything, like ever, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> and um, still, <laughs> yeah, sh- 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 I can't wait till the the sparring footage comes out of Colby knocking down Jorge and Young and still in his face, dude. I can't wait for the press conferences because it's gonna be everybody going to everybody because all four of those guys have history. Like, just, That's what I'm And they fill it up other. properly, dude. If they fill it up properly, I think it could be fucking insane. And then they they're gonna have that shit with like fucking. Um, and here's the thing: it's like they market it well. They could just like, I don't. I'm, I'm assuming that. Um, I don't know if it's actually official or not, but I'm assuming that's going to be a five-rounder between Diaz and Poirier. Oh, yeah. It, it so has to it, be. You can you the these rumor. guys combine ten rounds. You can put them on stage. Everybody hates each other on stage. Like, except for Jorge and Dustin, I believe, are cool. Uh, but outside of that, like, Diaz hates Moswell because they fought. Colby hates Dustin. The, obviously, fucking Covington and Moswell hate one another. Like, so it's like everybody's going to be going out of everybody. Like, <laughs> You can have the main, the winner of the uh, main fight the winner oh, of the Colby. Colby Diaz cool, or are they going to trip a little bit too just for shits and giggles? Oh come on, dude! When is Colby cool with anybody? Like, just... I mean, he's just a villain. Maybe he's going to go. Dude, maybe he's going to come back to villain status. I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah, man, he's got to. No, but dude. Yeah, man, I mean, dude, this would. By the way, this would have been a great clip to cut right here. Angel and Josh get hard over UFC 272. <laughs> Dude, this fight is going to do huge numbers straight up. It it, it is going to be huge numbers and um. You know, we'll just have to see what happens. It depends on a lot of it depends on how they build it up. If they do it the right way, I, I could see it breaking a non-Connor record. I could yeah. see it happen. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, this is this is a ways away. It's going to be March fifth, I believe. And that man, that's going to be that's to be here sooner than what you think, bro. I know, less than two months away. So yeah, everybody yeah. strap in. We're, we're gonna get ready for this build. Get ready for that fight. And uh, just to go ahead and end things. I mean, you don't want to talk about the rest, man. I got we got some other ones we can hit quick though. Just quick thoughts. I mean, it's not like these are to be super complicated. I think. Okay, the, the, the go ahead. I was, I was about to bring up Derek Lewis and uh, Ty. Okay, well, I was going to go with the more main event. So Darius Makachev, man, that got announced. I mean, that was the fight to make, right? So fair. Oh, entirely. It, it's um, fair. That's a fight that uh, I could see Benny pulling that off. Dude, just you wait. I'm going to throw the hype video that day on, on, <laughs> on you know, which one I'm talking about, dude. I do know. I, dude, I could see, I could see, I could see Benio Zaryu's pulling that one off. I think that Islam Makachev has already been anointed champion by a lot of people, and I think it's a massive mistake. It's not set till it's set, man. It's not. Set it's not. Set. And by the way, dude, heartbreaking news on that card. Armin can pulled out against Joel Alvarez. That would be a fucking banger. Oh. I know, dude. Shout out to the Spaniard. That guy needs to get his weight in check, though. No hate. I do think that Armand would have fucked him up, though. I guess Joel Alvarez? I mean, Joel Alvarez, oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. Joel Alvarez coming in with a good weight cut. I, maybe on the ground. But even then, Joel Alvarez is still slashed on the ground. He's fucking big, too. So that would have been some issue. That's true. Uh, the only thing I'd be held up on is how big he is. Dude, he's like 6'3", dude. Like, yeah. I kid you yeah. not. That's a I big mean, I, fan. I'm talking more like in terms of weight. But, dude, I really think I think Armand's going to be a future champion. Straight up. Potentially. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys we'll be talking down the line. Let's see. I'm, I'm uh, talking like within a couple, like a couple, like a year or two, man. Oh shit! Okay, like, dude, like if he if he stays active, 
What do you mean, Josh? Charles Oliveira is going to be the first guy to defend the lightweight title more than three times. Isn't that what it is? I, you know what's fine? I can see that happening. But, dude, I, I really – Armand is only 25 years old, dude. That's the fucking scary part, right? <laughs> he's 25 years – he's given uh, – obviously, Islam got knocked the fuck out. Outside of the time, Islam got knocked the Oof. fuck out. <laughs> Armand gave him a hell of a fight, man. Like, that's a, what I tell people. And Armand came like, in on, like, two weeks' notice. He was 22, bro. Like, what do you spit out of a he kid? He was 22, came in on two weeks' notice – and he he took a couple rounds, man. Like he he gave him a hell of a fight. That that um, fight was five rounds, though. No, I was kidding. <laughs> that fight was five rounds. Oh my god! No, I was kidding. Um, uh, what else do we got here? I I kind of want to you know since we since we want to talk about football too, Josh. I want to give you your light too. Of course, uh, of course. I want to fly through them a little a little here. I'm not trying to yeah. cut you off. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, fucking the battle of Rafael, Rafael versus <laughs> Rafael. Uh, I mean he calls him out. I mean that shit's lit, dude. He got that fight. I got to respect that, honestly. Uh, yeah, I feel like call-ups never work anymore. No, but I'm not it sure worked. Why. It, it worked for Rafael Fizzio, dude. It did. did. And that's going to be a hell of a fight, man. I like Rafael Fizzio a lot. Um, but, dude, if there's a guy that's going to shut that fucking door on him, you're just going to, like, kick him out of the rankings, gatekeep, it's going to be fucking Rafael Fizzio's, dude. I mean, it's if there's anybody be. to do it, right? If there's anybody to do it. Yeah, if there's anybody to do it, it's going to be him. Um, I like Fizzio a lot. I, I, honestly, his win over Bradbordell really, really impressed me, dude. Really, really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, five rounds, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. I get to call you a machine like Dos Anjos and uh, Dos Anjos, man, full credit to him. He's 37 years old. He never gets the credit for the longevity that he deserves. Like he's 37, still going strong, man. Even his losses, like even in, like his, his time in 170 didn't go as well as, you know, probably should have. But, you know, dude, like, he, he's still going strong, man. I mean, his winner of Felder, Anderson Felder, took that on short notes. That was still a hell of a fight. That was a hell of a win, too, though. Huh? That was a hell of a win, though. Like, you can't. Oh, really, yeah, for sure, man. The way sure. he did it, you gotta give him credit, though. Like, regardless of, also credit to Felder, like, coming in short notice, bro, like, regardless. But yeah, man, it's gonna be, that's an insane fight. It's gonna be a very, very fun one. I, that's I don't know my birthday, odds. by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know the odds on that, but, man, Dasanio's, I I could see him pulling it off. I could totally see him pulling it off. And then, by the way, I've got three more, and then we'll end it on Derry. That would be the third one, just so you know. Okay, go ahead. And then Hermanson Strickland got announced. Uh, and that, that's been announced for quite a while, though. Uh, I mean, Sean Strickland, man, the the PR is fucking fear every time he's on the internet or anywhere. If they could control his Twitter account, I'm sure they would. Uh, do you see his, do you see his latest thing? I don't even. How is it scary? Uh, it actually isn't that bad. Um, in fact, I think he probably would have liked it. Uh, you know, Bob Saget died. Yeah. He, he tweeted something along the lines of, I don't think it's a full house anymore. My God. He also you know, said that he, he would feel ashamed if he had a gay son, which got him into a bit of trouble, but. Yes, that did get him into a bit of trouble. What is it called? I saw that Chill was talking. He's like, it's a character. Josh, do you think it's a character? I don't know, dude. It's like, from what I've heard, it's not a character. Dude, I don't think it's a character. Chill says it's a character. I'm like, Chill says it's a character. I've. I, I don't know if he'll feel, feel comfortable. I'm not going to tell the exact story, but um, from I know somebody was at like a media day like years ago. Oh, like someone you, know, someone you know who does media? Yeah, somebody story? I'm friends with. You haven't told me this, have you? Um, I, I think I might have told you it once. I'm not sure if you remember the story, though. We'll this talk was about like, it off air. That, yeah, we talked about it off air. Actually, no, um, I know what you're talking about now. Never mind. Yeah, but let me go ahead and tell Holy the story. Holy fuck, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> let me go ahead and tell real quick, dude. Uh, with all the details, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give the exact details. Okay, okay, okay. I was making sure. <laughs> yeah, so I know somebody that was like at a USA Media Day like years ago, like before he was even relatively known. I'm talking like 2015, 2016. 
um, where he wasn't even a known guy at all. I think it was actually his fight for Kamaru, actually, was the, the media for this. And they, he did, like, a media scrum that was really, really weird. And then he kept on talking after the cameras went off, after the media scrum was done, and he started telling the, the neo-Nazi story, and he started, like, acting really fucking weird. And this is all with the camera off. <laughs> and, like... I remember, like one of like one of the one of the other media guys turned to a guy that I'm friends with. And he goes like, right after Sean Shifton walks up, he's like, "Did you just say he was a fucking Nazi?" Like, like fucking, <laughs> like he he did the whole thing. So I, mean, I, I don't read. believe it was a story, and also I don't think it's a story because like a character, a character. He's, excuse me, I don't believe it's a character because like he's been keeping this thing going for a long time, and I feel like he would have cracked by now, man. Like it's not even it's not even a Colby type character either. You see how like Colby got like relevant by doing this, Sean Strickland isn't, like, getting anywhere with this. In fact, it's actively hurting his career by being fucking crazy. Fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, you know, I just, I don't think it is a character at all. I mean, I understand Chael thinks it is, but, you know, Chael says a lot of stuff. Chael's playing a character as well, so. Yes. That's a big factor. I mean, highlight Sean Strickland. We gotta highlight Jack Hermanson. I mean, dude, what a fucking tragedy, right? Just being so short of a title shot, right? That Jerry Cannonier lost right there, dude. After coming off that Jockery win, I mean, he was right there, wasn't he? He was. He's entirely right there, and he's a guy that, like, dude, I don't. Will he beat Izzy? No. But he's is, interesting. Is he, is he a damn good challenge? Is he going to be proposing some interesting stylistic like problems? Fuck yeah, man! Like I mean, he's got he got good gas. His takedowns have been getting better. He's been progressing a lot in terms of, like, the wrestling part of it. And his submission is hard. Yeah, his jiu-jitsu is insane. So, yeah, man, that's that's an interesting fight. And, I mean, I don't know who wins this one, though. I really don't know who wins this. I mean, we'll talk about it when time comes. Okay, so this is our second to last one. Uh, Santos Ankalaev got announced. Uh, I mean, good fight. I mean, I'm not, like, I think it's good. I'm, I don't know. I feel like I should be more excited about this. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, it depends on which Thiago Santos shows up. Um, I think Uncle Live is a future champion. But I, I could see so Santos well, potentially. I could see Santos catching him if, 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 if he actually sides the throw. His <laughs> last few performances have been really hesitant. Um, now granted, he was the one going forward in the Johnny Walker fight, but like the Alexander Rogers fight sucked. Like he's had a couple of rough ones now. Uh, but if he's if he keeps on moving forward. I can see him catching Uncle Live. Uncle Live, I like him a lot, but he's pretty damn hittable. So we'll see. By the happens. way, that card's a banger. We're not gonna. I wish I could talk more, but if we start talking about this, we're gonna go down the rabbit hole. But definitely, if you have a chance to check that card out, dude, there's some fucking bangers on that card. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what is it now? To the last one, uh, uh, Lewis versus uh, Tui uh, Boston, man. I mean, they, they announced it pretty quick for Derek, man. Uh, credit to him though. He said he, he was down to fight again, though. He said he want to make a lot of money this year, and. Uh, Shit, I mean, he's starting off the year hot. He is. And this one's, this one's just for the culture, man. This one's for the culture. You know, Derek is coming off a huge win. He should be fighting a higher-ranked guy. I want to say Ty's like 13 or 14 or something. You know what's like crazy? He's not, yeah, he, he's I, not... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like Derek should be fighting a guy like Stipe. He should be. Which should is, be. It's, like, it's not like an ideal matchup, but it's crazy because that's the guy he should be fighting, though. Like, yeah, it's a that, fight that makes sense. Winning, and, you know, he should have gotten – I hate that he took the Cyril fight. I really do hate that he took the Cyril fight. I know why he did. He wanted to fight in, in Houston. But, dude, had he just waited a month, he could have fought in Ganu, and that's a way better matchup for him. 
So. I mean, the money must have been good too, though, dude. If they offered him good money, I assume. So it must have been hard to pass over. I mean, you can't really hate, but it should have been. Personally, I would have loved. I, I'm sad that we'll never probably see Derek Francis again. It's very unlikely now. I think. Mm-hmm. And then for Pertwee Boston, man, I mean, he's he's getting pushed hard, man. And this last, I mean, honestly, now these last two years have been pretty, pretty fucking insane, man. I mean, uh, it all started with that seven Struve win way back in with that Habib and Gaethje fight back in Abu Dhabi. After that, Harry Hunsucker, Greg Hardy, which okay, we could have seen that coming. And then I guess Sakaya, man, I mean, that kind of sealed the deal for me. I was like, okay. This this is pretty impressive, and that's a Kai finish was. I mean, fuck, man, I missed. It. I'm so pissed about that. I saw it on the replay, but goddamn, I'm still so mad about it. I'm like, don't turn off the TV. Am I in here? <laughs> Our TV kind of like fucked up. Turns off the TV, come back, yeah. and I was like, dude, I knew that was gonna happen too. Damn. Yeah, man, it's um, it's, it's a very interesting fight. I think I also think it's a bad match for Ty, though. I think Derek Lewis. Because he's he's swinging and banging, and he had that reputation for a long time. He does not get the credit for kind of like the technical uh, prowess that he's displayed over the years. Oh yeah, and he's a memer. Ty, yeah, he's a memer, but you know, folk right? Ty's improved a lot too, so we'll have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- honestly, there's been a lot of fights announced. 2022 is shaping up to be a hell of a year, man. I mean, that's how it always is, right? They start off the year so fucking strong, they end the year so also end the year very strong. And they keep us pretty well fed throughout the middle of the year, right? That's usually how it is, let's be honest. Traditionally, yeah. Yeah. And plus that Bellator's about to come back. Their Grand Prix tournament's gonna start this year. I mean, that's gonna be exciting and shit, Bellator comes back in uh in two weeks. So Correct. I mean we'll be talking about that as well, man. I mean another year packed with MMA, so I mean I'm fucking I'm fucking excited, dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, same, and honestly, it's, it's shaping up to be a great year. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. Obviously, you mentioned Bellator. I'm just waiting for one to make that fucking DJ fight, man. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm so ready, fuck. dude. I'm ready, too, dude. I watched that live, too. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm so ready for that one. Um, Very, very interesting fight, but we'll have to see what happens if it ever gets made, you know. Um, but yeah, man. Shaping up to be a great year. And the last thing we're going to talk about on the show... The NFL playoffs. They're going down. We talked about the NFL at the start of the season. I don't believe we've touched on it since then, correct? No. So, yeah, there's been a little bit of a, um, you know, a little bit of time since then, to be to be clear, like 18 weeks. But um, we're going to go ahead and talk about it now. Obviously, a couple of my predictions were off. I believe I gave, um, you know, I picked, like, division winners. I know I got some of them right, some of them wrong. Do you have them saved by any chance? Can you tell us? Um, let me go ahead and actually pull them up real quickly. Yeah, you do. I remember them off the top of my head. It was your biggest surprise of the year, just while we're on it. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, both. <laughs> um, I am surprised that the Titans got the one seed. I'm surprised that Jacksonville was was as bad as they were. You thought, were be, you thought Jacksonville was going to be better? Yeah. Um, I actually thought that... Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence is actually a pretty good combination. I was very wrong. No, you were very wrong. It's very wrong. Um, I mean, Urban Meyer is a fucking offensive genius, dude. The fact that he was as bad as he was in Mexico. I mean, he's not an NFL coach anymore. He's not. He's the worst part. It's like, it's if they were, like, on an upward trajectory. Like, they were doing pretty good. They were winning a couple of games in, like, the middle part of the season to beat the Bills. But, Josh, there's one positive out of this. Yeah. They got the first overall pick again. (laughs) That's true. They're going to the repeats. Who are they going to pick up? Huh? I don't even know. Who are they going to pick up, Josh? 
Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, you have a Vicky McGovey College. You don't know who's gonna. You don't know who's gonna come into the draft. Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck it. I know this dude out of Michigan, Adam Hutchinson, I think. I've heard it's pretty good on defense, but um, we'll see. I've heard it's a rough draft. A rough draft class overall. Hey man, there's years like that anyways, and plus that you never know. There's always uh, that sneaky gem, and especially in football, dude. I mean, the first overall pick isn't always a, isn't always the best player. So. Yeah, true. I feel like football has like a lot of those guys. Like I'm not sure how relative it is to something like baseball or some shit, but like in NFL, dude, it's not like basketball, huh? It's not like basketball. Yeah, good guys come out at all points of the draft. Like every, just an example. Like Tyree Kill is like a fifth round fifth round pick. Wait, like, no cap? Yeah. Yeah. Got drafted day three. I mean, Mahomes was like a first rounder, but I think Kelsey was third round. Like, guys come out at all points. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Brady, sixth round. Like, dead last. <laughs> yeah, like, it happens at all times. Um, all, good guys come out at all points of the draft. So, who really knows, honestly? Uh, draft's kind of a gamble, but I just got the division pulled up. I picked Bills to win the division, which they did. I picked the Browns to win the division, which they did not. That was the Bengals. Browns got injured to shit this year. So is that, that what happened? Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Baker was hurt the whole season, right? Shoulder? Baker, Baker was whole, the whole season. They lost a bunch was of Was shoulder guys. or knee? I'm, or, uh, right. Both. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he, he, oh, yeah he, he was super banged up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's he tore his labrum in, like, week two, and then he also uh, dislocated his knee in, like, week ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Kept on playing, though. Guy's a fucking trooper. That guy's a fucking uh, savage, dude. I love that video of him and his dad outside the arena. That shit was lit. I love that yeah. energy. Yeah, man. They, they uh, you know... Those are some fucking cool dudes. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I take this back. I don't remember who the fuck, who I predicted, the AFC South. I want to say I picked the Titans, but I honestly don't remember. It was either the Titans or the Colts. Titans won the division. Either way, though, those, they're, they're right there next to each other. So correct. I went ahead and picked the Chiefs to win the division, which they did. I picked the Cowboys to win the division, which they did. Packers to win the division, which they did. Bucks to win the division, which they did. Yeah, man, overall, uh, I think I did pretty good. Obviously, I don't remember every single one of these division picks and all that stuff, but... I think I did pretty well going on the line. If you guys want to go and fact check me, you can. But uh, yeah, I think a great job though. I think I did. I think I did a pretty good job, especially considering this year was so fucking unpredictable, dude. So unpredictable. I mean, if you look at like, dude, the Titans are the number one. I can't remember the last time this happened. Titans, the number one seed, like in the entire fucking the AFC. They lost five games, like. <laughs> It is so, like, for example, Packers, number one seed. They lost four games. Like, traditionally, to be the number one seed, you got to only lose a game or two, dude. Like, everybody has, like, lost a shit ton of games this year. Tons of upsets. Tons of unexpected stuff. And now we lead in to the playoffs. Obviously, uh, Titans have the week off. Packers have the week off. Both those teams number one seeds. But we're going to go and give. And by we, I mean, I'm going to give. <laughs> I love that, by the way. Uh, Angel, I'm sure you will agree with everything I say, right? Uh, yeah, always, dude. Dude, I, it's, how can I ever disagree with a man who's always right about football? Of course, of course. Is that, yeah. Don't you just love to hear that, Josh? I just, I love it, man. I like, you know what, man? I love talking about football, but I got to I gotta admit, I got a two-mile horn. I seem to know my shit based yeah. off, like, the last two years, like, you talking do, about it and, like, going back and, like, listening to it. I'm like... Man, I was around with some shit, man. Like, like I tell you, dude. I, 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 like I said, dude. I one episode, I'd love to just completely disagree on everything, but not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. It'd be. Pretty I, funny. Someone would watch and they'd be like, "What the fuck is like, what the fucking the Jags aren't even in the playoffs." Like, like <laughs> 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 it's just, um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Pretty, pretty excited. So we're gonna go OJ to win the MVP. 
The fuck? <laughs> the Juice hasn't even played for years. He's, he's he picked the Juice to an MVP and win the Super Bowl. Fuck man, and then I just don't even know, dude. I I I could meme hard on it though. Who, who else? Could I think I one of these one of these weeks you really you really should do it. But that week will not be this week. Um, yeah, man, it is uh gonna be honestly, it's a really fun slate slate of games. So we're gonna start off with like the the most you know. It'll be the first one. First playoff game, Raiders, Bengals. Obviously, these two actually played, um, earlier in the season. Bengals blew them the fuck out, 32-13. Um, obviously, Raiders got into the playoffs off of beating the Chargers. Had, interesting thing, had they tied, they both would have made the playoffs. There's a whole lot of discussion on whether they will just choose to automatically tie rather Wait, than actually if, play. If who would have tied? If the Raiders and Chargers played in the last week of the season. Had they tied, they both would have made the playoffs. Oh, shit. That's pretty cool. Steelers would have been out. Wow. And there was a lot of conversation on whether they will just try to tie to assure they'll both make the playoffs. And they actually almost did. Raiders won the game off of a last, like, literally as time was expiring with a 50-yard field goal. And uh, apparently the coach said, because near the end of the game, um, the Raiders, it was like third down or something, and they were getting into field goal range, and, you know, Chargers coach took a timeout to try and get the ball back. And apparently the Raiders coach kind of hinted, like, yeah, we were probably just going to take a knee, try to tie, so rather than, like, risk a turnover and lose your game. After they took the timeout, they are like, you know what? Let's go win this shit. <laughs> and they changed their mind, and they end up winning the game. Chargers missed out on the playoffs as a result. You, you, you love to see that energy, don't you? Though? I love to see that energy. Raiders shouldn't be here at all. Raiders should not be here at all, not even in the slightest. John Gruden got fired after week five because of, you know, some, some certain emails with words I can't say on the show. Um, <laughs> Whoa, is it the ones I heard about? Yeah. Was that one guy? Uh, it was a lot of people. I thought yeah. it was the one guy who was like an ex-coach or whatever, and he was saying some pretty out there shit. Yeah, it was that. That was the first one that got leaked, and he kept his job for that one. And, and then was, a lot of more. Wasn't uh, there some sexual more. harassment, too, in that? There, there, I don't believe there was sexual harassment, but there was a lot of. It was some race know, shit. Wasn't it? There was some race shit. There was some homophobic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, you can't really it's say pretty it. pretty fucking bad. Yeah, I remember. Pretty it. bad. Pretty bad. Um, so that got leaked. He lost his job. Uh, they lost their head coach, uh, Henry Ruggs, who was one of the best players on the team, their best, arguably their best receiver. Uh, he ended up, he's currently in a jail cell because he, I'm not DUI? DUI and kill the person. Yes. Yeah, kill the person and her dog. Terrible, terrible human being. Um, he was going like 160 miles an hour while drunk and like crashed into some girl and she burned to death. Probably so, get a manslaughter charge. Yeah, so fuck Henry Ruggs. He's not playing on the team anymore. After all that shit, they still made the playoffs. And they weren't even expected to either. Like I said, like the, I remember I said during the preseason, like I could see them being better than the Chargers. Chargers had a lot of hype. But I was like, I could see the Raiders making the playoffs. I never even expected them like half of the season. I was like, oh, it's done. It's done. Um, but regardless, they're here taking on the Bengals. I like the Bengals a lot, man. I love that offense. I love Jamar Chase. Um, I think this moment might be a little bit too soon for him, but I, like, in terms of, like, playoffs overall, like, they're doing way better than they're supposed to. I do think they're going to be the Raiders, though. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. You know, um, I feel like that first time that they played, the Raiders just choked down the stretch. I believe it was, like, a, it was, like, a, a one-score game going into, like, the fourth, and they just completely collapsed. I think it's going to be a lot closer this time around. I am going to take the Bengals at home, though, and take them to get the win. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game. I would not be surprised if all the Raiders pulled it off. A lot of people really kind of sleeping on them. 
which they've done pretty much all season long. Um, that also that night, another AFC game, Patriots Bills. Patriots, man, a lot of people have through the season, they were like, oh shit, Patriots making the Super Bowl. It's going to be Patriots versus Brady. Oh my God, oh my God. Like everybody was like fucking, the NFL media was like losing their minds and shit. Like, Angel, doesn't that just appeal to you, just seeing the Patriots back in the Super Bowl again, man? I'm sure you're thrilled. Ah, uh, dude, what fan isn't? Shout out Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Mac Jones. Yeah, so they collapsed to end the season. Um, <laughs> naturally. Uh, it wasn't a horrific collapse by any means. Um, they folded. They lost three of their last four, and, um, you know, they lost to the Dolphins pretty bad. They lost to the Bills pretty bad. They lost to the Colts pretty bad. They beat the shit out of the Jaguars, and through that, they made the playoffs. But they, they, they definitely are backing in to the playoffs as it stands right now. So Josh Allen's about to go hard? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I do think Josh Allen's going to go hard. I think the fact that they're playing at home, you know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And the Bills were a team that, like, it looked like, you know, after all the promise, after all the hype, they might they – might, not even make the big show, but they did. You know, they they ended the season on four straight wins, uh, just dominating. You know, and they they've looked pretty good the second half of the season after struggling the first. So I am gonna go and take the Bills. I would not be surprised if the Patriots pull it off, though. I I think that you know, Belichick he's he's always scheming, dude. He's always scheming. Um, <laughs> he's nerding and, out. He's always nerding out. <laughs> he is. And if it comes down to this, is gonna be a bad weather game. Ooh. What kind of weather? I don't think believe it's going to be rain, and it's going to be two. According to ESPN, it's going to be two degrees Holy for the game fuck. in Buffalo. And I just like to remind people: last time, excuse me, not last time they played. The first time they played earlier in the season, Patriots won the game by throwing the ball three times because it was like a damn, you know, wind like was off the charts. It was raining, and they won the game just by rushing down the ball like having a great game plan, not deviating from it, and they won the fucking game, playing the most boring game of football of all time. And another bad weather game, can the Patriots pull it off? Potentially, but I'm going to choose to believe the Bills will actually, you know, play to their strengths this time, and I think they're going to pull off the win, man. I think it's going to be very, very close, though. I think it's going to be very, very close. Dude, there's something about shitty weather games, though, in sports that are played outside that is, like, kind of fucking awesome, dude. It's, it's so awesome, dude. It's so awesome. Like, it's fucking raining. You're fucking drenched. You gotta make a big play. You're slipping. You're falling. Like, it's, it's pretty Snow cool. games are always the best, though. Dude, that sounds fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm not playing in them, but, dude, snow games are always the most fun to watch. Like, there's been some epic, epic snow games. Dude, if I was a quarterback, I'd just shove my hand in my ass, dude. I don't know how you keep <laughs> your hands along that long. Dude, no, but you know what I mean? Like, Throwing with cold hands, like I know you got like the gloves, right? Like they yeah. have the, but I'm like that. There's no way that keeps you that warm. Oh yeah, it's got to suck. I'm, I mean, I'm sure nowadays they have some stuff or they've kind of figured out something to get around it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, bro. I don't fucking. There's, with there's that. heated benches, heated fields, stuff like that. Ah, um, so it's okay. not as bad as it used to be. But no, before you were just fucked. Yeah, before you were just fucked. Um, but you know, it's fine now. Um, but you know, moving on Sunday's games. Three game slate, you know. I, Let's fucking I, go. I, it's it's controversial that the NFL added in a seventh playoff team. Um, I'm cool with it. I think they should actually do eight playoff teams and give the first two seeds a bye, like how they used to. I think it's kind of stupid that they only have seven. Um, and that like for the second seed, there's no real incentive. Like there's no incentive to, like winning games in the final part of the season anymore because it's all about seeding. But now that only one team gets a bye, there's no real point. So yeah. that's just my opinion. I like I like um, that Josh because like especially in this kind of sport where you get hurt you know there's kind of an incentive to not playing a game exactly and you know I, mean? I understand that I understand that but it's more like you're making money, bro. a lot of 
it's making a lot of games pointless. I think it should just add in like an eighth playoff team and just give the the first two seed teams a buy. I'm like how they used to. And I always thought six playoff teams was pretty damn low. I understand that like they want to make it towards special. You know, like the NBA has eight teams or like there's some shit ass teams in the playoffs. Uh, um, sometimes, not all the time. Oh, I, I, pretty much every single eight seed sucks. I mean, there's a reason why. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's been exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, like, hey, Lakers Suns was good. <laughs> Lakers were an eight seed? Were they? I, remember. I thought it was, I thought they that, were a seven seed. Or was that second? I mean, they were still down there though, bro. They were either, I think we were seven or six. I don't remember though. Um, yeah, regardless though, I think you should move it to eight. You know, there's some good teams that have already missed out on the playoffs, so it's not against Lakers to be missing out on mass. So like, there's, the seven seeds for both, uh, seven seeds. I, I, I just looked it up by the way. It was, it was Jazz Grizzlies. Still though, still a pretty fun game. Yeah. But for the most part, there's been some bad eight seeds in the NBA. I don't think that's really the case here at football, especially considering it's one game. In one game, a lot of upsets have happened, dude. Like, every single year is a playoff upset. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal personally. But, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just see what happens. Right now it is seven teams in the playoff, though. And that seventh team for the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. Getting into the playoffs, nobody expected them to. Jalen Hurts, man, hell of a season. What like, a at one game. point, he was he was struggling. It looked like he's totally not going to be the guy. And the passing numbers aren't, they're not killing it, you know. 3,000 yards, 60 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. We got to consider, dude, on the ground, he's a monster, man. He's a straight up monster. Um, and last time they played, you know, they didn't win. They did not win the game. However, they gave him a pretty damn good run, and that was before the Philadelphia Eagles figured everything out. Like, they lost 28 22 in prime time. There were a lot of controversial calls, a lot of stuff went into that. I I could see the Eagles pulling it off, dude. I really think so. A lot of the Bucks' front line is injured right now. A lot of their D-line is really, really hurt, and that's pretty much one of their biggest strengths on defense. Um, well, it's by far their biggest strength on defense. I mean, you guys watch the fucking Super Bowl. Like, like, <laughs> like, like their, their D-line is full of monsters. However, a lot of them are hurt. A lot of them are hurt. A lot of them may not be there. So waiting to see. Um, I'll say it straight up, dude. If they're, if they're full – if they're guys like – if they're not fully healthy, not fully healthy, but if like, how can I phrase this? If they're not halfway healthy, I would totally take the Eagles. However, from what I've seen, a lot of guys are going to be coming back for that team. So I'm going to go and take the Bucks at home. I, I am. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. I'm not a believer in the Bucks this season. Is, is there no. upset potential there, though, Josh? Or There's absolutely would, upset. Where would that be the upset if there were to be one? Um, well, most of the other games are pretty pretty close. Um, so it is the second highest line. Uh, Bucks are favored by nine. So I'm gonna go and say, like, in terms of like upset potential, I most likely this one. Um, nobody's given them a chance. I feel like they didn't really watch the game earlier this year. Um, a lot, even their offense is banged up too, dude. Like, yeah, they're, they're no more Antonio they're, Brown. No Antonio Brown. That's true. Um, you know, they're fucking hurting right now, man. Like, they really, really are. I mean, how if you look at... I was going to ask you something. How's De- did Devontae Smith play a lot this year? Was he good? Oh, for the Eagles? Yeah. Did he yeah, play? he's pretty damn good. I, yeah, I saw a couple clips where he, he had a nice, nice couple uh, catches. It was, they call him, what, Slim Reaper? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, Slim Reaper. Fucking love that shit. Yeah, he's pretty good, man. Like, he's not going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year or anything, but uh, he's pretty damn good. He That's what you think, high. Josh. No, it's good. He almost he got close to getting 1,000 yards. He was their top receiver. So yeah, Who is going to be rookie of the year? Um, oh my god, I feel so dumb, but I can't remember his name. What team? Maybe I can remember for some dumb reason. Just Google it real quickly. 
Are you on it? Jennifer? It probably actually, it might be, it always could be Jamar Chase, yeah. I could oh. Bengals. Bengals, Jamar Chase, yeah. Yep, totally. I know, the, I know the name. Yep. But yeah, dude, uh, Mike Evans is banged up. Um, they're without Chris Godwin. I could see the Bucks losing this game 110%. Um, Wait, so who is their offense right now? Obviously, they got Gronk. and They got Gronk, and Mike Evans is playing, but he's hurt. He's been uh-huh. playing banged up the last few weeks. Chris Godwin is out. They have no more AB. Um, yeah, man, they're, they're hurting. They're hurting. Is old man side. Brady kind of have to run the ball? <laughs> He'd probably die. Probably. Um, yeah, man, I'm not as high on the Bucks this year as everybody else is. I wasn't. I mean, I was high on. I was more high on them last year. Um, and then they ended up sucking during the season, and then you know they still pulled off the Super Bowl. But you know who knows? Um, and this year, I'm, I'm just not as high on them for a variety of reasons. Um, but regardless, we'll see what happens. I am going to take them to win, though. But there is high upset potential, especially if the Bucks don't get a couple of key guys back on defense. Uh, Cowboys, 49ers, uh, this one in ATT Stadium in Arlington. Uh, fuck, man, this is an interesting matchup for me personally. Uh, 49ers have been fucking Jekyll and Hyde all year, dude. Like, they straight up have. Um, they've had injuries, but, I mean... They're insanely yeah. competitive, though, aren't they? Aren't they, like, one of the NFL's, like, insanely competitive teams, like, always in the mix kind of type deal? Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, they've had some really, really close games all year long. And at one point, it looked like, I wouldn't say they were, like, two and six or something. They didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs. They they rallied, dude. They straight up rallied to pull off some insane wins near the end of the year. But they've had some games where it's like, how did you lose that one? Like, they've had a couple <laughs> of those games. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa, Josh, why are you getting so aggressive with the mic? Fuck, man. No, and my fucking mic just fell for a reason. Goddamn, guys. Um, yeah, anyway, so they had a couple of games this year where it's like, how did you even lose that one? So, you know. Wasn't George Kittle down this year, or was that the year before? Huh? Wasn't George Kittle down for a bit, or was that the year before? Uh, that was the year before. Although, I, I, I do think he did miss a couple of games. Okay. Yeah, he missed, he missed three games. I think so. they've gone down for a bit, so that's what I was asking. Yeah, so, you know, but at the same time, man, I'm the Cowboys at one point, I was super high on them. They're, they, they've they had a weird stretch at various times this year. They started off hot, they cooled down during, during the middle of the year, and then they rallied near the end. I, uh, I, this, this is an upset pick, Angel. I'm going to take the 49ers to get the win on the road. Um, I like, love the way I love team, that energy. <laughs> I love the way this team has responded, man. Debo Samuel has been killing it, and Jimmy G, dude, with his back against the wall last week, he was down seventeen to nothing in the road, on, like on the road in L.A. And you know, dude, he was playing hurt. He knows that Trey Lance is right on his ass, about to steal his job. He played <laughs> balls out, dude. He played balls out. He got the win, got the Forty ers in the playoffs, and I don't think that they're going home early, man. I think they're going to play their ass off. We're going to see the 49ers pull, the, uh, pull off the upset on the road. This is going to be a very good game, though. And then lastly, on Sunday night, prime time. Let's go, champ. Big Ben Rosberger moving on somehow into the playoffs. This Steelers that big old fuck. Captain Fat Fuck is moving on into the playoffs. <laughs> and he's going to be taking on the Chiefs. The last time these two teams played, it was the most effortless win I've probably seen during the Mahomes era. Like, there's been some blowout games. Like, there wasn't a mo- – there was not even a second that this game was close. They were up, like, 24 to nothing at halftime, bro. Like, they won 36 to 10, and those 10 points 
came is garbage time. Like, <laughs> isn't this team pretty banged up though too right now? Like the offenses, isn't Juju out? And some other guys. Uh, yeah, out? Juju's been out all year. Yeah, so. Juju's been out all year. Sad. Yeah, and shout out Juju. Shout out Juju, man. Uh, I don't think this is gonna go well for him at all. Like, the, the the Steelers have a hell of a defense, man. But if there's a team that's built to beat that sort of defense, it's the fucking Kansas City Chiefs, dude. Like they're like. They're they're rushing and like they're let me go and rephrase this. They're great on the D line. T J Watt tying for most sacks in a season. Great on the D D line, dude. But whenever you watch teams with like a great vertical offense, Packers destroyed him. Bengals destroyed him. Oakland destroyed him. You know, we destroyed them. They can't really stop a lot of guys deep. Guys that have a quick release that can get the ball out quick. Same thing's gonna happen here. Mahomes is gonna fucking wash these guys out of here, man. I mean, like, I was oh, a little shit. bit scared. I was a little bit scared whenever Kelsey got banged up near the end of the game. Obviously, Tyreek played like three plays last week or something because he got banged up in the pregame. But uh, yeah, this is not a, this is not a good match for the Steelers. I think it's gonna be the end of Big Ben's career here, man. I really think it is. Um, he's gonna retire. Yep, he's gonna retire. How's the overall Chiefs' health, by the way? Is everybody pretty good health? Like everybody's there. Like we're chilling. Everybody is healthy with the exception of Kelsey and Hill. Fuck, man. And they're still that. expected to play. It's a good thing that we got this matchup. Because we were without Kelsey whenever we played the Steelers the first time. Oh, okay. So, and we still destroyed them. So He came in, he came in clutch last game, too, bro. I was like, fuck, man. And of course, you know, it'd be him, right, out of everybody. To, exactly. So but that, That's just how it is, right? Yeah, man. So, I'm not that worried. Um, just because we we've already destroyed them once before. And we didn't even have, you know, we didn't even have them, so. Wait, so if they are to win this, what they should win, when they're, actually, when they do win this, who would they play <laughs> after this? Who, who would we play after this? Yeah. Uh, the lowest seed. I don't know who it will be. Oh, okay. So I don't, it could be the Bengals, actually, I, I believe. How would you feel about that? Just the girls? Uh, scared. Pretty scared oh, about it. Okay, I just wanted to know ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals have, we've already lost them once before. We lost them a couple of weeks ago. Um... That was a game we probably should have won. There was extremely bad refereeing in that one. We were on the road. It was, I don't want to say it was a fluke game, but, like, it was a hell of a game, but I don't think we lose that one again. If they replay that same game, I don't think it happens. So. Call, it, call it as it is, Josh. No, <laughs> it was a fluke game. Like, it was bullshit. We got robbed. You know, all, you know, you guys, you guys know what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs on Sunday. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. We're going to dominate. Not worried. Um, Josh, no bias. Monday Night Football, Cardinals, Rams. Um, That's like a fun game. It's going to be a fun game. Cardinals suffered to end the season. They were the hottest team in the league. They started off 9-0, I want to say, 8-0, something along those lines. And then they just kept on losing, dude. They just kept on fucking losing. But they, but they got banged up too, though, didn't they? Kyle they got Murray? extremely banged yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't J.J. Yeah. Watt go down too? J.J. Watt went down after game 8, which is funny enough, right, when they started losing. Um, Kyler Murray... Got hurt, he missed some time. Uh, James Conner got banged up. I don't know how much time he missed. I think he only missed a game or two. Uh, they've missed DeAndre Hopkins for pretty much the rest, I want to say since like week 14 or something. I believe he'll be back, though. Dang. What happened to him? Um, which is huge. So, And they're also getting J.J. Watt back, which is also huge. Oh, shit. But, Everybody's coming yeah, back. I'm not sure how much he's going to play, though. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Um, and Kyler Murray's healthy now, right? Kyler Murray is healthy. Okay, so yeah, that's that's kind of that that feels that should feel good going into that game then. Yeah, for sure. I I'm looking right now. I don't know if I believe Hopkins was supposed to return, but I'm not seeing anything that's confirmed. So 
And apparently J.J. Watt will be back. So it's it's still iffy. Um, okay, yeah, J.J. Watt's practicing. He's going to play. Hey. So, yeah, so that's going to be nice. It seems like the Cardinals are going to be healthier than they have been the second half of the season. But because I have so many question marks on them, I am going to take the Rams. Um, I was so high on the Rams, and they've been pretty disappointing. They picked up some wins to end the year. But, dude, they, they've had to scratch a claw to get some of those wins, especially because Matthew Stafford – he, there's no other way to say it. He's kind of played trash in the year. I mean, he's he, damn Josh. Let him know. He, he's Soon turned over the day, ball yeah. a lot, dude. He's turned over the ball a lot. Um, you know, it, it happens. Uh, he's had a couple of fumbles. He's thrown 17 interceptions. Most of those coming in the last few weeks. If he just settles down, I think he'll be fine. You know, I am gonna t- I am gonna take the Rams to win the game. But it's gonna be competitive, man. It's gonna be very, very competitive. These two, um. I want to say they split the games, like, during the regular season. Yeah, I just checked. They split the game during the regular season. Rams lost the first time 37-20, to but then they won the second time around 30-23. to It's going to be a very close game, though. These two, you know, it's it's going to be a good game. I, lo- I love your breakdown, Josh. You've seen it on everything. Of course, man. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun playoffs. Like I said, I, I, I hopefully one day we find some co-hosts who can come in for these football episodes, man, or if you want to start doing football. It'd be, second, it'd be dope to open up a second channel or open up another another podcast where you, you can talk with someone about football. I've contemplated it. Contemplated. Hey, man, Fars. No, I don't think he'll have, uh, he's a really busy guy. I think he'll have the time yeah. to do it consistently. But, As I said, you guys had a great dynamic. I would have loved for you guys to do it. I know in the future you guys will probably do something again, but at least. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably go on there again, but. At some point in time. Like I said, I loved your guys' dynamic, so I just wanted yeah. to give him a little shout-out. Guys, Forrest Cast on Spotify. Hey, Go check him out. out. Good man. Forrest we we, we spread the love. We spread, we spread the, love. the love here. We're, we're nice guys here. Um, regardless, though, man, that's all my that's my breakdown for the playoffs. Uh, Angel, I'm sure you agree entirely with everything, every single thing I said. Josh, sure. I would never disagree with you on your opinion on football, ever. Damn right you are. On other sports, right. though, different story, man. Different story. <laughs> You know, different story. Basketball, we've definitely disagreed a lot on this show. MMA, we had plenty of disagreements off air. <laughs> they haven't been put on air, but granted, we've had a lot of disagreements on air. When I defended Fedor last year, aggressively. It's funny, because you were also... That that whole thing was so funny, because that whole thing started because I was hating on fucking... Who was I shit? I was titting, shitting on Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson. And then you were like, dude, you gotta show some respect to Tim Johnson. I was like, I am. I think he's gonna be Fedor. And you were like, dude, how the fuck do you think he's gonna be Fedor? <laughs> that is yeah, like, like that. Uh, we're not gonna get into it this right now, but you know what I mean. I know. It completely flipped halfway through the argument, though. It was very, very funny. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got this week for in terms of playoffs. We'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably talk about it a little bit more, like, next week, but. I mean, things are gonna play out by then. Uh, pictures are gonna be more set, and then you can do, like, a full on prediction when you'll be able to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed Angel. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we close out? Nothing, man. I mean, we're back. I mean, this is like my favorite time of the year. Once we're back, I mean, it's going to be constant MMA from here on out. And I mean, dude, we're in for another great year. For I'm excited for the next big, you know, name or whoever that's going to be. Whatever upsets are going to happen, whatever big events are going to happen this year. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, next pay per view, man. I mean, there's that fight. I mean, honestly, both those. I mean, we didn't show enough. I mean, we didn't mention it because it's not coming up, but shit, the co-main on that has been disrespected. I mean, that hasn't been getting enough attention, in my opinion. But once we get to that, we'll talk about that a lot more. And obviously, this week's MMA is a little on the weaker side. You know, no disrespect to the fighters. But, uh, I mean, the card w- was a little better beforehand before some of the fighters fell out. But, you know, that's just how it goes. And, uh, you know, shit happens. 
but I think we'll still have a good outcome. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice little car to come back into it, you know, and it's, and it's, it's going to give us that little bit of hunger we had, and we're all going to tune in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. For sure, man, for sure. So much coming up, so much that's fun going on in the sports world, especially in MMA, man. I mean, this this opening slate to start the year Always, is insane, man. and Always. it's going to only keep on getting better, man. It's only going to keep on getting better. Um, yeah, man, MMA is pretty much essentially at its peak right now, honestly. Yeah, and, and boxing, too. And boxing, you know. Which we didn't get to talk about this show. Maybe we'll, we'll bring up that news next time. Bring up next, next time, next time. Uh, but overall, we hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Josh Evans on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega on Score 01. At Courtside Sound for all things relating to the show. Make sure to subscribe, rate us on Spotify and Apple, and all that fun stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.